This podcast is brought to you by Zotes Sunflower Seeds, the number one flavored sunflower seeds on the planet. Visit Zotes.com. Now, welcome to the Accidental Experience with Mark Comer. Hi, and welcome to a special edition of the Accidental Experience. This is the 49er Mob pod, and it's been a little while since I had uh, had the mob on, and a lot has happened since the last time uh, they were here talking about what's going on um, in Niner Nation. And last time, if you remember, um, not a lot of great things were going on. Coach leaving, getting replaced uh, by, by another coach who... Well, first of all, one coach declined, another one did, one decided to stay. I mean, just some really weird stuff going on. And they finally get, maybe they got down to their fifth choice. Uh, good job, uh, 49ers management, having, having a plan in place as you, as you were showing uh, Harbaugh the door. But it's just, it's been really, really interesting. And not just interesting to... Niners fans. It's interesting to the whole NFL football world because people are just wondering what's going on. So what we're going to do is get right to it. This is a special pod, like I said. I got the 49er mob with me, and you will remember we got Honeycomb and Prime Time ready to roll. You guys there? Yes, sir. Ready to go. And, and I'm sure very excited to talk about... Um, the debacle that is the San Francisco 49ers right now, right? Yes. Been so, chomping at the bit. So so let's jump right into it. In prime time, we're going to go with you first. Um, what are your thoughts so far of the offseason in general? The offseason, not necessarily the draft. We'll talk about the draft. But, but what has transpired since their last loss? Um, and actually, even since since the last time you guys uh, you guys were on the podcast, well, I think with the Four Niners off season, just the free agent market and everything there, I'll do with that. I don't think it's been. I would probably give it like a B. I don't think it's been terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think obviously losing Patrick Willis and Chris Boyle, which we had discussed on previous podcasts before, was really bad. But I think uh, we addressed you know a decent amount of needs. I think getting. Darnell Dockett's gonna be good. I think Torrey Smith's gonna be good. Um, so I think I think it was above average. I think a solid B would be a justifiable answer for the 49ers offseason so far. Okay. So so you think a B, like you said, um, we got got some uh, pretty good players, lost some really good players, um, not really addressing an inside linebacker vacancy though, right? Yes, which I thought was ridiculous. I don't know who is going to play that, or I thought for sure would that that would be a, a draft um, a draft move we would go for. But apparently, Trent Baalke knows something we all don't. Well, well, yeah, exactly. And I, I was really surprised. That's probably my biggest surprise. I thought that that they would go after an inside linebacker, somebody that could be an impact player this year. Seems like a lot of the guys they drafted are not going to be really contributing this year. We'll talk about that in a minute. But, you know, it's, it's interesting, and I, I think, you know, hey, everybody has their own opinions. 
and that's kind of what I've been hearing uh, as far as what their off season was like. It's just kind of just kind of an average, average off season. Now, Honeycomb, what about you? What you know, you obviously follow the Niners very closely. You've been seeing what they're doing. Um, what uh, what do you think about the off season so far? Um, I mean, I I've thought a lot about the, the the times that we've been on here with you, and I feel like I'm just nothing but negative and, and ripping on the Niners, but. Uh, I think, you know, Primetime and I were talking the other day, and, and I'm right on the same page as you guys. I, I thought, you know, even with with the draft, that initially we would, we'd look at filling that need at inside linebacker, and, uh, you know, we went with a D tackle and then another DB after that, and it was just really surprising to me. And, uh, you know, I just I keep thinking of the movie Draft Day and how everyone was up in arms about, management and the moves they were making and then out, out of nowhere they came up with some fantastic moves so I'm, I'm hoping that something like that happens uh but i haven't seen it yet yeah right it, it's kind of like we've all been kind of waiting like they know something we don't yeah and and it's like um okay um the draft comes around you know quite honestly one of the most talked about um draft picks was their first round draft choice Right, Armstead out of um, Oregon. Yeah, and, yeah. And they're, they're, you know, and, and most of what's being said isn't very positive. Um, project uh, takes plays off. Now nobody knows what you know. Nobody obviously knows what's going to happen, but but it's just really interesting. And I think you know, as you look around, you kind of read the so-called experts what they're saying. You kind of pay attention to what's going on. I would say most people have have kind of said their off season has been. Maybe a little bit above average, picked up uh, picked up some guys that are going to really uh, really contribute. But you know the question is, um, you know they lost some very key defensive players. Uh, can they recover? Can can their defense play well enough? A, a to keep them in the games. B can uh, the offense? Uh, you know you got Torrey Smith lost Frank Gore who was one of the most underrated running backs of all time, in my opinion. Um, it, can Carlos Hyde? Can I, I, there's, there's so many question marks. Now, sometimes there's a lot of question marks, and things fall into place and, and things work. And maybe, who knows, maybe they hired the, the future coach, coach of the year. But, uh, you know, so far it's just been really, for me, it's been really hard to get really excited about uh, you know about what they're doing. So so let's talk about the draft because they address some needs in the off season. They 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 have some big holes to fill. They didn't address some needs. Um, what about the draft, Honeycomb? Let's uh, let's go to you. What do you what did you think about the Niners draft this year? Well, I was I was pretty shocked with that first pick, like you said, uh, going with that D tackle, Eric Armstead, and everything I've heard about him has been kind of a kind of negative you know they're not really sure if his head's in it and all this stuff and then you go to the next pick and you got uh, the strong safety out of Samford and that was kind of a shock to me too because I felt like we're really deep in the secondary right now um, I, I really thought they'd look at the inside linebacker mm-hmm. position but mm-hmm. like like you keep saying you know I maybe they know something something we don't <laughs> yeah but think about it you you got the forty six pick overall. You know that there's got to be some really good, potentially really good inside linebackers on the board, right? And so you go, why are they picking a safety? I have no idea. And I mean, 
look at all the safeties we've picked up over the last few years, and they're all done great. They're phenomenal, but I don't feel like that's a need we need to fill at this point. Exactly. Especially in the second round. I think we were going more off, in this draft what it seemed like, was that we were going off of more of uh, maybe you could argue a value pick versus a need. Mm. So, so it's kind of like where do you where does that line cross? Like do you just go out and do you just draft what your team needs or do you go out and do you draft, you know, what is the best value? Um, and so I think like it's kind of hard for me to understand how a D1 AA player is good enough to go 46 pick overall in the draft, especially when we already have I feel like adequate safeties. So just to pick him like was that a need value? Like, from the outside looking in, it doesn't look like it's a need value. Mm-hmm. And then a value, like, is he really that good that you just had to get him at the 46th overall pick? Like, there wasn't somebody better that you couldn't get? So I just think, like, with this offseason, I was hoping that the draft would get me a little bit more excited about the 49ers because I, I always thought Trent Baalke was a good GM, but it's just going to be interesting to see how much of it was Harbaugh and how much of it's really Trent Baalke. Well, this is this is the third third year in a row that the Niners have drafted a safety pretty high, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it's interesting because, like you guys say, you know, he's from Samford. Okay, now not to say that there haven't been some great players coming out of Samford, <laughs> you know, but but and and not to say we know that you know we don't know how guys end up where they end up and why and whatever, but. You know, he was, uh, just so you know, he's the highest drafted player ever from Sanford University, going 46 overall, second round pick. Um, and, and, you know, like you said, there's, there's, you know, there's a lot of different reasons why guys end up where they end up or why they don't end up. You know, I'm, our, our good friend who coaches at Dixie, he had a tight end that uh, could have gone anywhere he wanted, but he wanted to play with his brother. And he actually was one of the top tight ends, and he had a trampoline accident and blew out his knee before the combine, uh, which really, really hurt. But, you know, there, that, that can't happen. But I just, I agree. I was very surprised. I thought, okay, pick number one, that's a gamble. But D-line, that's filling a need. Yeah, especially with Justin Smith potentially right. retiring. So, yeah, yeah that, I mean, yeah. And, and, and so now pick two Let's go ahead and take a look at what what are what are our needs now? Okay, well, obviously our biggest one is inside linebacker, and 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 like you guys, I, I was uh, I was really you know I was really surprised, and so um, you know it's been interesting just kind of looking, seeing what people have done, what the teams who supposedly did well, who didn't. Uh, you know, if you go and take a look at the uh, USA Today's latest power rankings, it just uh, you know came out. Oh, not not too long ago, uh, like maybe hours ago, um, the Niners are ranked ahead of the Browns, <laughs> um, the Redskins, the Titans, and the Bears. Wow. Yeah, yeah they're number impressive. 28, number 28, uh, um, which if you're drafting number 28, that means that you had a pretty good season. If you're picked to finish uh, number 28, you know, um, you got some issues. Now, if you go, though, look around like the different rankings that are that are out, USA Today, ESPN, NFL.com, CBS Sport, their, their average is 23rd. That's their 
That's their power uh, ranking. The CBS has them as high as 19. And, you know, we know they have some good players on defense. We know Kaepernick potentially can be a really good quarterback. Like I said, there's a, there's a lot of question marks. But, you know, even if a lot of those ifs end up happening, are they even a top 15 team or top 10? And, of course, for us Niner fans that that now – that we realize within the last two years that there actually is a football team in Seattle, you know, didn't know that. Um, they're picked, uh, they're picked their number one overall in the power rankings, our beloved uh, Seattle Seahawks. And That's it, disgusting. It is. And they have a great draft. Of course. Oh yeah. You know, and, and they make the right off season moves. Yeah. And, and so it's just kind of like we're sitting here thinking what, what in the craft's going on? But, but but here's the the good news, right? The good news is that um, in most of the power rankings right now, the Raiders are picked to finish worse than the 49ers. Okay? <laughs> Battle of the Bay, we still got it. So so okay, prime time. What do you? You're the general manager, um, or you know the current situation. Everything that's going on. What needs to happen? Is it just? We just need to be patient, see what happens next year. What needs to happen with the Niners right now, um, or what can happen, or is it a sinking ship right now? Um, I think it's a sinking ship. Um, especially, like, and I've stated this a million times on our other podcasts. Is like, it just seems that we are going. Everyone else in the division is going up, and we are going down, and so it's just very hard to try and keep up with that. I mean, but like I said. You know, I don't go into a lawyer's office and tell a lawyer how to do his job because obviously a lawyer knows more than I do. So maybe Trent Baalke knows more about football than I do. I mean, obviously it doesn't really look like he does. doesn't look like he knows more about football than a five-year-old. But it seems that he probably knows something that I don't, so I'm just trying to, you know, wait it out, wait till a couple rounds of the – or a couple of the first preseason games and a couple of regular season games go, and then I think we'll be able to have a better better judgment. But it's just I've been thinking about how I can get excited about it, and it's just so hard to try and get excited about this season for the 49ers. Well, I've always thought, and this will offend some people for sure, but, you know, I've always thought I've had a good buddy who is the biggest Utah State Aggie fan in the world. So he's super loyal. Um, like I said, goes to games, uh, supports them on the road at home. But, you know, it, it it was like going into the season and they were playing LSU and Nebraska and SC as their preseason or, or non-conference. And I also thought, man, it would be really hard because you know there's no chance. <laughs> you know, and, and you support them and you want them to win and – you know, and not I'm not slamming Utah State at all. You know, they've their program has gotten better over the years, and I think Anderson did a great job and whatever. But I kind of feel like that with the Niners. How do you get excited every year, or do you just lower your expectations and say, "Wow, if the Niners are eight and eight this year, we're happy." I have a tough time doing that. Yeah. Well, I think with and like you said, not to slam Utah State or anything, but they've just never really been good. So you always just kind of think, oh, this is our year. This is what we're going to do. Like, we're going to come out on top, whatever. Whereas the 49ers, it's like just two years ago, we're a couple plays removed from winning the Super Bowl. And so I think it's kind of hard to – because we know, like, a lot of those players aren't going to be there again. And so because they're not there or all these things that are changing, it's hard to 
think, how are we going to be just as good when these players are not there anymore? Well, not even that, too. I mean, we've won five Super Bowls. I mean, we, we've been there. We've, you know, we've won it, and uh, we're used to winning. And so it's hard to, to go through these cycles again. We're just like where we were in the early 2000s, beating our head against the wall, you know, in these losing seasons, and now we're back, and we don't want to go back to where we were. Well, very, very good points. Um, if you haven't won a lot, you don't, um, you know, your expectations aren't very high. Expectations with the, with the Niners, hey, they've been um, for many, many years that the NFL has been in, in existence. The Niners have been the top franchise for many years and one of the top overall franchises in the history of the NFL. And, and so it's, and, and, and we also know having been around sports a lot in our lives, that it's, that it's cyclical. You, you, the things have to come together, and you have a window as a franchise. Yes. And, and so when you have that window, you have to go get one. Go get two. You don't know when the next time. It might be five years. It might be. I mean, think about it. It was Steve Young in 95 or 6 when he threw the touchdown to Terrell Owens against the Packers, right? Yeah. Then how many years was it before they made it to the playoffs again? Long time. Too many. Right. Way, way too many. And so here we're sitting here. We watched that game against the Ravens. You know, 40, 50 people together, all Niners fans, uh, have the opportunity to win that. Even if they would have won one in that time. (laughs) You know? Uh, And then you got the Giants game. The the, the Giants completely lucked out and and a couple of fumbled – you know, a couple of fumbled punts. Then you have the Seahawks with, with uh, the last play of the game. I mean, think about that, but here's the problem. The window on that team is now shut. And so you got you kind of have to start over to a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's what we're starting to see. And I think just like what Honeycomb was saying is like we don't want to – nobody wants to go through that again. And I think it's just – that's why it's been so frustrating for all of us as such – Die Niner fans because we don't want to go through that again. We saw it was so hard and so frustrating. Like we just see it all happening again. It's deja vu. Deja vu all over again, as Yogi Berra uh, right would say. And as um, it was like his 90th birthday yesterday or the day before. Yep. You know, on the flip side, we kind of have. You know, we have a little bit of. You know, you got the Golden State Warriors. Let's 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 kind of move over across the bay um what do you guys think uh, you know a lot of times experience is so important and the warriors don't have a ton of playoff experience they're looking they looked like they had plenty tonight did you see the game they won by like 20 tonight yeah, yeah. They, they yeah. Beat them good yep yeah, i i no i i agree but what's been interesting is sometimes you know you take some of these teams that have been good, and even on the Jazz who made it to the championship two years, they had to go through a number of years of kind of getting that playoff experience. Yeah. To, to get to that point to where they're actually winning because it's kind of like, okay, they make it to the playoffs. Hey, you win the first round, or, or maybe you lose the first round. Then the next year, you maybe make it through the first round. And then it's kind of, it can be a, a process. And do you think that the Warriors are good enough to, uh, to win it all? I think so. I don't think- I don't know if they are. I mean, the lack of experience is the only thing that, uh, you know, I, I keep thinking about just to go deep into the playoffs. But, I mean, right now they're looking fantastic. So yeah. you never know. Well, and it's like 
if you really look at it, out of the West, who really has a lot of experience that could beat them? Like a lot of the teams that are still in it are just like them. Yeah, the Grizzlies, they usually go pretty deep in the playoffs, but it looks like the Warriors are going to beat them. Mm-hmm. The Rockets, they haven't done anything since Clyde Drexler. And the Clippers, they haven't done anything. Chris Paul's never made it out of the second round. No, that's so very think, true. So I think a lot of the Western conferences, if you want to just base it off pure experience, then it's it's all up for grabs on that. But then if you go down to like talent, and obviously the Warriors are the best team in the in the Western Conference. So, right. so I mean, I think like what Jimmy Boy was saying last week was that usually I do I do agree. Like you got usually teams lose to win, is what he said. Mm-hmm. And so, but yeah, I, I totally see where he's coming from. But I think like at this point. Someone's got to win, you know. Yeah. yeah. And so. Well, well, and that's a really good point because it's not like any of these teams um, have a lot of great experience, and and that that will work in all of their favor. You know, San Antonio's gone, and, yeah. and you can never count them out until they're gone. But with them being gone and their their experience being gone, um, may, maybe it is. And and I would say that probably the Warriors. Um, or remember, I, you know, on the last podcast with Jimmy Boy, I kind of looked at the odds, right? I looked at the uh-huh. odds of, of who's favored to win the, the world championship or the, the NBA championship. And what's interesting is those, obviously those odds can change. They can uh, be current. It's the, it, and right now the odds are, are um, you know, a little bit different than they were probably two weeks ago. Right. Yeah, it'd be it'd be interesting to see because because um, it's yeah, it's like there's not the Lakers or the Spurs or the mm-hmm. you know the even I guess you I guess maybe about ten years ago you could say the Jazz but yeah it's just like there's not just a lot of experience and when you got the best team and the best team has the best player it's hard to stop that. Well, just just so you know, and and I don't remember exactly what the odds were, but the Warriors are the favorites right now, one to one. Uh, Cavaliers three to one, Clips four to one. Then it really drops. Hawks twelve to one, Bulls twenty five to one, Memphis thirty to one, Rockets sixty to one, and Wizards seventy five to one. And that's as of that's as of today. That's to win it all, or that's to win it all. Wow. Yep. So there, you know, the the odds makers, and we know how freaky crazy it is that they're so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, they. Uh, they basically they're they're saying Warriors Cavs now I know Jimmy Boy will strongly disagree with that, <laughs> but he's got the SoCal uh, you know goggles on and and you know the Clippers this and that and whatever and you know speaking of SoCal um, baseball season uh, you know uh, like I told I get some texts from Jimmy Boy in DC all the time and you know Jimmy Boy said hey should we just go ahead and give give uh, the Dodgers their ring right now. <laughs> Should we just end the season? Should uh, you know how many games until? What's the magic number right now? That's it. That's it. Uh, that's what his latest text was. You know, like, and what are we thirty or forty games into the season? Whatever. Yeah. So I said, you know, it makes me happy because I like Jimmy Boy in DC, and it makes me happy that at least they have something to be happy about during the regular season. For once. Yeah, you know, <laughs> hey, they've won a couple division championships. Those are nice. Yeah. Hey, kudos, congrats. That's awesome, right? Yeah. But, uh, you know, um, when it comes to World Series championships, I think there's one city that's uh, holding like three of the last five the last time I checked. 
Yeah, that sound, I think that sounds about right. Yeah. We, know, we know how to reel those in, that's for sure. <laughs> so, um, I guess, you know, with, with obviously we're all big Bay Area sports fans. It's, it's you know, been pretty exciting the last few years, if you really think about it, because the Warriors have been exciting for a while and really good this year. The, the Giants have been awesome. Uh, and the Niners, you know, at the same time, I mean, we, we had the chance to win a World Series and an NFL championship in the same year. Um, it's, it's been pretty exciting, but I think we're, uh, you know, the Giants, this is their off year, so we understand that, even though they're still playing pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, you know, the Warriors, uh, you know, hopefully they'll win it, and, but the Niners, we're all just kind of uh, waiting. They, they open up camp, at least their, their uh, kind of their early initial mini camps, I think, next week. So, so is there anything that you guys are hearing, or is there anything that you guys, um, you know, any moves that might be made? I mean, <laughs> Honeycomb, you said it. I was like, we're waiting to see something happen, and and it's not happening. Yeah, I mean, we'll just keep waiting. I, I was uh, primetime, and I were saying, man, it's got to happen at the draft. It's got to happen at mm-hmm. the draft. And we're texting each other during the draft, and nothing happened and and now the draft's come and gone and there's only so many you know trades that can be made at this point and it's uh i don't know man (laughs) i'll just keep waiting i guess well so so prime time any any last little words of wisdom for uh 49 or faithful uh just really look forward to bradley pinion i believe is his name (laughs) he's the punter that the 49ers drafted in the fifth round yeah. Uh, he's about six five, two thirty. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, expect mm-hmm. him to have some uh, some major hang time. He'll be yeah. bringing the boom. He'll be bringing the boom <laughs> this uh, this coming season. So really looking forward to him. Um, Blake. Well, let's talk about that for a minute. You bring up a really good point. People were talking about drafting a punter. Um, think about who do you when you think about the best punter over the last ten years in the NFL. Who is it? Shane Leckler. Absolutely, right? No doubt about it. He's been the best. Yeah. Um, would he have been, if you, if you knew this guy was going to be like that, would he be worth a fifth-round draft choice? How many games did Shane Leckler win for the Raiders? I don't know. Not too <laughs> Not many, but, but Very many. how hey, important people deep. is it? <laughs> well, he can't have won too many because they haven't won too many in general. Exactly. But, exactly. But. How important is a good punter? How important is a guy that can turn field position around on one kick? Yeah, no, that definitely definitely is important. But, I mean, a fifth – It's not fifth-round important, though. I mean, you could pick <laughs> him up after the draft, an unsigned free agent, pick him up. Right. That would be just as good. Here, here's, what's, here's what's interesting that maybe they don't take into consideration. The Raiders punter has been great. But if you go and you take a look, for example, fantasy football, when you're drafting a field goal kicker, you usually wait till really late because the difference between the best kicker and the 10th best kicker is minimal. Right. And so you don't want to waste a draft choice because maybe you this guy's averaging one point more a game. When you could have got a guy and pick somebody of greater value and pick up that kicker and give up one point a game average because it just doesn't matter. There's just not that big of a difference. 
And so what would be interesting to see is what is the difference between the best punter in the league and the 10th best punter? Like stat-wise? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Because if, if is it worth it? Is you, well, you guys make great points. Is it fifth round worthy? You can't tell me that of the 130 Division One football programs that in the fifth round there still isn't some inside linebacker, or just one guy that played it at, at yeah. Auburn or at Bama or at Cal. I mean, somewhere. Yeah. That's that's what me and Honeycomb were saying is like, how could we not – I just don't understand how that need was not addressed. Like, we just lost two linebackers in our – Navarro Bowman's coming off another knee surgery. Like, you can't get one? Like, we take a punter? Like <laughs> – Come on. So, so we pick a, the safety for the third year in a row. Uh, is in the second round out of a school that's never had that high of a draft choice. Hey, maybe he'll be awesome, and I hope so. But what if he is awesome? Okay, so what are we going to run a three-safety defense? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, that's just – and like you said, primetime, you can go BPA, best player available – or you can go best uh, uh, fill a need, right? Right. Address your need. And they certainly didn't have a need at safety, so they had to have been thinking, okay, this this is this, he's the best player available is worth it, is more worth it, and is, is worth it enough to pick right now instead of going and addressing a need. And that, to me, says you're either, you really know something about this guy that everyone else doesn't or – you, you guys are you, – they're, they're really stupid. Well, it's just like he's trying to I, – yeah, I think you hit it on the head. Like he's trying to show I know something that you guys don't. And this guy, he's so good, I'm going to take him with the 46 pick. You know what I mean? Like it's just like – just seems like just pride and he's mm-hmm. just trying to show everybody what he's trying to do. Or like what he's – like he knows more than anybody else. Right. And, and think about it. Honeycomb, let me ask you this, and then we'll wrap this baby up. But do you, if, if you have a quarterback available in the top 15 picks and you're picking number 15, but you've got Kaepernick, um, what would it take for you to draft a quarterback when you have Kaepernick? Uh, I mean, it it would take a lot. I, I mean, that like like we've been talking about this whole time. That wouldn't really be a need that I would see that would need to be filled at that point. I mean, we have a, a pretty decent backup. We got Kaepernick, so I'd go with the first first couple picks. I think they're it's huge to fill needs, mm-hmm. and then after that, like primetime was saying, maybe some value picks after that. But I couldn't see myself doing it with the first pick. I agree. I agree 100%. I mean, it, it would have to be someone really special, and it would have to be somebody that you really believe, A, is going to come in and will be better, or B, is has some trade value that, that, you're gonna, that you have a trade uh, you know, in mind. And, and we already know that the 49ers aren't very good about having a plan B in place when they make moves. Yeah. And, and um, you know, as, as everybody is talking about, you had one of the top three or four coaches in the NFL, and you let him go, and you don't even know who you're going to hire. Um, I'm sorry, that's just uh, it's just crazy. That is uh, 
That's just completely crazy. And so that should, that's probably an, an, an indication of what we're dealing with here. Who knows? Maybe we're proven wrong. Maybe the Niners make the playoff. Maybe they have a good team. Uh, I hope we are proven wrong. Yeah. You know? I, yeah. I, I hope we get laughed at. I hope all the accidental experienced listeners just mock us and fill my Twitter mentions with <laughs> how stupid I am. Because I really hope I'm wrong. <laughs> you know, I, I agree. And, and if uh, anyone has any comments, you think we're wrong, no cal v so cal at gmail. And no. uh, just put in the subject, Niner Nation, and let us know uh, what you're thinking, if you agree, if you disagree. Um, because I think the general consensus is kind of what we're talking about right now. We've got a lot of 49er buddies, and uh, the general consensus is definitely – uh, that that we're uh, you know we're heading down a, a train track that's uh, um, ready to go right up to that canyon, and the and all of a sudden discover that somebody blew up the bridge, and you're going off down into that big deep cavernous canyon. That is the 49er. That's the general consensus <laughs> of what's going on with the 49ers right now. Yeah. So, hey, and just uh, going back off, off what we were talking about, off that big uh, fifth round pick, uh, the difference between the first, the best punter this last year, and the tenth, forty-seven and a half average, forty-seven and a half yeah. yard average versus forty-six point four. <laughs> so we're talking about <laughs> yard. Yeah. So, so, so what so, I'm, so. I'm looking at one, and it says the net difference between one and thirty. Yeah. is six, six yards. Yeah. Yep. I guess the only other stat that would be interesting is inside the 20 or inside the 10, right? Your accuracy inside the 10. But still, does six yards make that much of a difference that you go pick a punter? You know, I am thinking, though, in the fantasy football this year, I think I will go with a, a punter, maybe in the <laughs> second, maybe third round, because uh, I think it's a really important part of your team. Balky's inspiring you, huh? Mm-hmm. He is. He's making me rethink how I think about football, man. And I'll tell you what, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. So, well, well, that's a way to bring it, guys, and way to, uh, you know, go get those stats. And immediately uh, we talk about, we, we kind of confirmed our thoughts on, that's a horrible pick yeah. in, in, in the fifth round. I'm sorry, that, that, that just is. So, so. We'll get you guys obviously back on after camp, maybe in a month or so. You come back on, you know, paying attention to what's happening. Maybe something good happens. Um, I still think that uh, you know, I still think they kind of look like uh, the deer in the headlight, or the deer in the headlights. It just seems like that's kind of how they're they're making decisions right now. And and uh, hey, we'll see. So so we'll get you guys back on. Appreciate you being on the accidental experience. And, again, anyone has any comments, criticisms, or anything you want for these boys, uh, send us an email. And, uh, guys, thanks thanks again. Appreciate it. Thanks for bringing it. And we'll, uh, we will um, get you back on. And, uh, with, and I'm sure you guys will be just packed with more insight and helpful information that's either going to uh, push us closer to the edge or bring us off the ledge. That's, that's what the next one's going to be about. I like it. We'll do. We'll be ready. All right, boys. Thank you very much, and and we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us.
So, so that's the 49er mob, and they, they are very well-schooled and very well-versed in Niner Nation. They have been since they could read, since they could walk, since they could see. They, they've been Niners guys, and, uh, you know, right now the, uh, the vibe is not that great. And it's not just from Honeycomb and Primetime. It's from all over the place. Um, I'm really anxious to see the season start just to – to see who's right and see who's wrong and see if Jed York um, walks around uh, thinking he's as smart as, as he seems to. And we'll see. Uh, only time will tell, and, and once they play the games, we'll, uh, we'll see. doesn't help that they play in the NFC West. Uh, very tough division. The Rams got better. Uh, a lot of people had them as, as uh, some of the draft choices, tops in the draft. Um, Seattle obviously got better. And the Cardinals are no slouch. So, uh, so we will see. So thanks for tuning in to Accidental Experience. Get us your feedback. Um, see, uh, you know, let's hear what you're thinking. And uh, we'll get the mob back on here. And, and until then, we'll catch you on the flip side.